welcome. Um, this is another episode of Fish Out of Water, the Holy Rod Studio podcast, where we talk about lots of different things um, from what is work to what is uh, the responsibility of artists in the face of COVID to um, just anything related, related to um, the mission that we have in Holy Rod, of course, which is to make a more equitable future, more inclusive future, more diverse future, and a more responsible future mm-hmm. um, through entrepreneurship, through the creative process, and start bridging the gap, I think, between the concept that artists are not entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and then actually that entrepreneurs are not artists. Um, we feel like that actually they're one and the same in a lot of ways and that the compartmentalization, I think, of information is a lot of what um, sort of perpetuates a lot of these issues. Um, so, yeah, um, welcome. I'm Daryl O. Oh, I'm the founder of Holy Rod Studio, of course. Um, and we have who else hosting today? We have Elena Franco. Yes. I'm the director of research and development. And uh, yeah. I'm Saskia Dvorgrov. I'm the uh, director of content and operations. Yeah. So um, Elena, I feel like should probably <laughs> intro this topic yeah. because she's the person who has probably illuminated um, us, yeah. Saskia and I, to this subject um, over the last like 10 years of knowing you, Elena. I feel like this topic is something yeah. that we've really um, landed on a lot. Like even though I was an artist and you were going to school for to become a lawyer yeah we ended up talking a lot about what is work. well it was when I realized I was like as a photographer like you have a trade yeah. and like mm-hmm. because I went to school and I got like a liberal arts degree well, hold on. let's actually establish <laughs> what the topic is yeah so yeah. today we're gonna talk about like what is work and like Daryl kind of said in the beginning like that concept and how we as individuals understand work and our role as an employee as a business owner as like whatever that is and the blurredness of our reality and the potential of people to shift into a new kind of role Mm -hmm. as how we make money has uh, ever more options Mm -hmm. yeah but like I mean I think in order to even have a philosophical conversation or to have a critique on the economy at all we first have to have the same definition of terms yeah Yeah. right I mean I don't think a lot of people stop and actually start from that basic step my definition of work might be different from your definition Mm -hmm. of work Mm -hmm. which may be different from the world economics forum's definition Mm -hmm. of work and Mm -hmm. so if we're not establishing the definition out the gate Mm -hmm. we're not actually going to be having Mm -hmm. the same conversation Mm so elena what to you right now is like the conventional definition of work maybe from like a legal employer employee standpoint yeah i mean it's like basically a agreement to I exchange my time mm-hmm. for an, something of value, money, that I can then use to live on this planet, which takes money because a lot of things, including taxes and just like, you have to pay to live here. Mm-hmm. So I have to work to, to live, live here. Even And that is a concept that I struggle with a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. I think we mm-hmm. all do. Because Mother Earth does not make us pay taxes. Yeah. Let us remind ourselves. Yeah. We as humans created that. No one at the watering hole makes you say, excuse me, Giraffe, like five dollars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At some point in time, whether you're read *Sapiens* or whether you just have like common sense, like at some point in time, somebody said, "I own this," Mm -hmm. which means that if you want to have access to it, you've got to give me something Mm -hmm. or be a part of this community in some Mm -hmm. way. And so humans really invented the gate, which invented money, which invented ownership. But I think sometimes 
we're born into capitalism. We're yeah. born into these yeah. structures. We assume that they're actually a part of nature, but they are not. Yeah. At some point in time, we made the decision yeah. that you have to pay to live. Mm-hmm. But we've also, so many of us have had our basic human connection to be able to live on this planet for free. Those skills have been torn away yeah. from us. Yeah. We are no longer. I don't know how to forage. I would I die. Know. No. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, know if any of else, anybody else um, who's listening right now who's is binging the alone series on netflix but like it's the same exact thing i mean killer mike talks about this all the time is that we technically don't have to pay to live on this earth no we don't but we've been born into a system which has made us incapable of knowing how to do that yeah right (laughs) of that skill so what is that what does that what does that mean i think for us elena like what does that mean that we have to live to work like we've created that yeah i i have to do something whether that's with my hands or with my mind to do something that creates something of value Mm -hmm. that then I can exchange for something else of value. Mm -hmm. And it's constantly um, a give and a take. And I would say it's been very unequal. And that's why Mm -hmm. I think our concept of work really, when I think of work, I think of employee. Like Mm -hmm. that's my automatic Mm -hmm. thing. And I think of this job market. But those things are really illusions and things of the past and really things that I think have kept us in really a limited concept of work because Mm -hmm. As humans, we innately create. That is natural. It's natural for us mm. to create something, you know? We can sell that thing, and that's how a lot of people, like, make sure they do live here because mm. they have something to exchange. But, I mean, I think that that's, like... That's not the same thing It's not as, the same thing. That's not, not the same thing as punching a clock to exchange your happiness to do yeah. work for somebody else's mm. dream. To have a roof over your house the, to yeah, feed I mean, yourself. That's... that's like, that subtle difference, yeah. I think, really is why there are people that I know who make a lot of money and, and struggle to be satisfied or feel like they're contributing yeah. anything. Yeah. Because ultimately what they're doing is they're exchanging their work that normally is a direct experience with the source, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're gardening a plant and you harvest that plant and then you eat that plant, it's very different than being an employee or other things on somebody <laughs> else's Yeah plantation or somebody else's Mm -hmm. garden Mm -hmm. and getting paid to harvest and sow somebody else's Mm -hmm. um, land Mm -hmm. can you actually press okay there because i think we're you got paused for a second yeah so what what i think i blew my mind was when you were studying for the bar Mm. and you were specifically going over the section about contract law and a part of that section was talking about the language, the legal language that yeah, exists the behind. Test. I mean, this is yeah. real. I mean, this is yeah. called the control test. What determines the differentiation between being an independent contractor and being an employee is literally the physical control that your employer mm-hmm. has over what mm-hmm. you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, and like, your body actually. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is yeah. your body, which mm-hmm. is like you're coming into the office, and from this time to this time, you're gonna be doing this. I'm gonna give you a 30 minute break. It's literally that kind of, I'm gonna tell you what you're going to be doing and most likely how you're gonna be doing it. And that, like, when you really break that down, you really see we're really not that far away removed from, you know. The master-servant the mentality. Master, and it really yeah. is a master-servant mentality. I mean, like, that is literally, I will, I think we saw the photo and I want us to, I'll make sure that it's, we can uh, attach mm-hmm. it. Because, like, mm-hmm. you'll see in my own bar exam, like, this is, like, literally the in legal textbooks are talking about master-servant. Yeah. Like, it really is, it is that. And we all don't question that we need to make money to survive, mm-hmm. but how we do it and how do you live a 
a life where you're thriving. Yeah, mm-hmm. but can we connect the dots to not being satisfied by having a stable salary, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, how many people we know who are exchanging their happiness for the stability yeah. Yeah. and they're making six figures but we get phone call yeah. after phone call yeah. saying, I can't well, stand it's, it. It's I a, can't it's, take another day. It's a lack this. of purpose. Yeah. It's yeah. a lack of purpose. Yeah. But I think in terms of like employee-employer relationship versus like subcontractor and whoever hired you, the first time I learned about that was when we took that business um, course yeah. and that lawyer came in and was like, these are the things that an employer is allowed to ask of an employee. Yeah. These are the things that a client is allowed to ask of a subcontractor. Daryl and I looked at each other and we were like, well, technically we should be suing like every client we've ever worked for. And the line is great. And ever since I found out about that, more and more members who come to me who are on like, a subcontractor relationship, but are answering calls like, you know, five times a day, answering to their, not their employer, their client, answering to their client like they are an employee and they're on a W-9. And that, I'm I'm not saying that it should be an employee relationship, but I'm saying like, subcontractors should have more knowledge on what can actually be asked of them when they enter a relationship with a client. Well, what's the fundamental difference that is like probably the biggest control test uh, in terms of deciding whether or not your client or your employer is overstepping the well, bounds Well, that I think is, I mean, it's a great, like, legal fun question because, uh, <laughs> and that's, I think, actually what really sparked this was watching Uber, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, watching Daryl, like, you know, create Holy Rad and always those questions about the sharing economy and then watching Uber, where, I, you know, from one angle, I'm like, wow, this is so great. Somebody can just plug in and get some extra cash. Mm-hmm. But then you see what Uber's doing and they're making mm-hmm. sure they're independent contractors yeah. and not employees. And exactly. Like, Why are you doing that? What, what's what's, the what's benefit? behind that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, you don't got to pay any taxes on these people. Exactly. You don't have to provide health care. You don't got to do anything. So from one angle, we're over here being like entrepreneurs, yeah. right? And like, this is a way that like you can really like get your clients. You mm-hmm. know, you don't need to be an employer. You can really get that whole budget. But then on the other end, you have these companies that are completely using this in a really evil way mm-hmm. to ensure that they don't have to pay a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the circumstantial procedures yeah. ultimately do control the bodies, the time, the resources that an Uber driver has to put in, right? Because yeah. mm-hmm. Uber's it, still saying all those things, but, but they're not it, actually enforcing it. It's the system in place. Well, that it's interesting. It. The yeah. state of California has has deemed like has or have created a whole thing around saying no, actually you are going to have to categorize them you've misclassified them as yeah. employees and that's where yeah. a lot of companies can get in trouble is the misclassification yeah. between an employee yeah. and, and because and uber drivers were suing uber when yeah because they, they, like, they were saying like inherently in you know the design the the model of uber the design of uber is that people can rate you and you know you have to actually follow certain protocols. guidelines and protocols yeah. and drivers were coming forward saying like by telling me what to do yeah, and, and how to, to behave go. and where to go and how many hours I should be hitting like I'm not a subcontractor but it's not even the hours set by uber right yeah for example if somebody is leasing a car mm. to be an uber driver that's an expense what's like four hundred dollars a month I think in yeah, New York City more. then more. on top of that you have fees that you're giving to uber mm-hmm. which means that if you get sick 
in order to catch up on those six days because you're not an employee you don't get paid leave you have to do overtime hours but you don't get the benefit of overtime hours because you're not an employee and so here Uber is pandering a narrative where it's like be your own boss yeah Yeah. and it's like okay that's great in theory but if you don't own the car Mm -hmm. or even know that you can expense it because you are an independent contractor and And you're not educated that is something that is just that is just sort of being like well I didn't actively tell a lie but I also didn't tell the truth Mm -hmm. like it's just that that gray area that Uber lives in that really frustrates you because you know any of the staff that works for Uber corporate yeah I mean they're not a profitable company because they have so many VCs or whatever and but all of those employees they have crazy benefits yeah they have crazy benefits because they are employees right so they get paid family Mm -hmm. leave they get and Mm -hmm. uber is held accountable to the laws of the state at where their headquarters office Mm -hmm. is right which i think is in california right it's a pretty liberal state so they're required to be held accountable to those regulations but that's where the issue is i think when people are like okay well we should just regulate more but when uber has unlimited resources and unlimited like you know just they're gonna fight tooth and nail in the legal courts and they're gonna get a decision and think and that's the irony is that california is going one way but trump and his administration have been like actually no we don't think gig workers are employees so now you have Mm -hmm. again it's just a cycle of Mm -hmm. but it brings out the larger conversation of what is work? What is yeah. an employer? And I didn't even know that independent contractor was even a thing. Like, you know, we're just taught, we're mm-hmm. literally just taught one mm-hmm. thing that you're going to go mm-hmm. be someone else's employee. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to only have a W2. So we go to school. I mean, we ta- I talk about this in my notion class where it's like, the reason why we don't necessarily have the skills of being our own boss is because when did you learn that skill? Yeah. 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 <laughs> From the moment yeah. you are born, right? Yeah. You get the bus at this time. Yeah. You mm-hmm. eat lunch at this time. We're literally you like can go to the treated. courtyard and run outside yeah. for this time for this long, like, and that's it. Yeah, and you come back and you sit down. But and then I think the saddest part is that people who you know say, "Well, I want to go freelance because yeah. it's like so exciting." Where is the education? Yeah aspect of like we don't what know it means to, to be a freelancer yeah, we don't know how to empower ourselves or we to protect not, ourselves exactly you know from those relationships and like yeah. it works both ways like you have the clients who hire their subcontractors and treat them like employees but then you have the clients who um or employers who hire their employees but treat them you know kind of like subcontractors and actually should be paying them a lot more money Mm -hmm. for what they're doing Mm -hmm. like you know we've had members who have worked in creative agencies as employees Mm -hmm. so they get sent out on the jobs as Mm -hmm. like videographer as editor on salary salary as a flat rate and you look at these line items and you think well if you'd been paid out as a freelancer you would have made twice the amount this year but they want to profit from your name on that line item and just pay you your you know base salary as a small business owner I don't necessarily blame that small business from wanting to do the more affordable option right Mm -hmm. because the benefit of being an employee is that you're not wondering when your next paycheck is coming from it's the security and the security of knowing where your next check actually has more of a dollar value Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right so it's like if I can get $5,000 every month guaranteed, Mm -hmm. I'd prefer the $5,000 guaranteed Mm -hmm. than $10,000 maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what 
what that creates is a power dynamic inherently between the employer and the employee. And the power dynamic is that the small business owner has the resources of a lawyer or somebody to know, or a CPA like yeah. we do, to navigate those things. But not everybody is going to be like us, where our mission is yeah. about empowering the subcontractor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're empowering the freelancer, empowering the entrepreneur. And so it would be one thing if Uber was also providing entrepreneurial classes to mm-hmm. help those Uber yeah. drivers to take advantage exactly. of the tax loophole benefits so that they can yeah. write everything off because mm-hmm. exactly. how many uber drivers i've actually been in the car with and i've had this discussion and i was like well you can write off your car right and they go what do you mean yeah they go what do you mean and, and it just breaks your I mean, heart tax I knowledge i mean it all comes down to like you know that's something else we're not taught though not at all not even on the bar exam. I mean, you're taught like I mean, I don't know where else I would learn that like where anyone would learn this. Legal Zoom. And really. even that, like, you know, like who's in it it blows my mind. It really mm-hmm. does because that's where all of a sudden I do have the potential to change the game if mm-hmm. I were to understand what I could write off mm-hmm. and, and and the different structures that I could use mm-hmm. because your employer is using those to their advantage. Yeah. But yeah. let's have an argument for a second around why it is that we believe in entrepreneurship and independent contracting, even if there are some more Risks, burdens. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So for example, if you're an independent contractor, your, empl- your client mm-hmm. is not paying, paying taxes. taxes. Yeah. You are taking on the burden yeah. of taxes. And as being self-employed, yep. you're in a high tax bracket. Yeah. Ooh. federally and especially I mean, in a liberal really. state Ooh. of New York I mean a minimum of 30% yeah. of your income do- isn't yours yeah. I mean I hope that every single independent contractor that's listening to, listening to this podcast right now when they get $500 they truly put, only see yeah. it as yeah. 250 because yeah. that's all you're getting I know. Yeah. so um, why if there's all of these opportunities for Uber drivers to be taken advantage of as independent contractors why Elena do we have a philosophy that that's still in some ways a better option than being an employee yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that, like, it's much more empowering. I mean, it, there is a burden of knowledge that you're going to have mm-hmm. to get and over. Responsibility. And responsibility. Mm-hmm. to get to the place where it does become a benefit. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning, it's not going to be, and it's going to mm-hmm. feel like a lot of work because somebody in some other company has already built up all those things and all those structures and platforms to allow you to reap the reward mm-hmm. of being like, hey, client, I can absolutely do that job me, myself, and my one other person, I can take home that big check and Mm -hmm. I deserve it. Mm -hmm. So I think that there is a lot of benefit, but it does take work and it is really empowering because all of a sudden you're learning the tools that Mm. a lot of these companies that we are like, how are they doing that? No, 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 no. You're also tapping into something that I think is inherently human, which is something that we talk about a lot and why we tried to tell the entrepreneurs that apply to our membership you are an artist mm-hmm. and your business is your art yeah. project mm-hmm. because as humans i think you know whatever your belief system is i think it's safe to say that our our purpose here is to make yeah, is yeah. to create yeah. and so when you are chattel when you are a mm-hmm. servant to a master mm-hmm. and i put quotes around that because that is the legal language inside of a lot of your employment contracts that you do not read mm-hmm. and will not be able to understand because of the legalese but you're you're you have are you giving tacit consent consent i think on a metaphysical level yeah. mm-hmm. that you are being paid to create not for yourself you're yeah. not tapping into that flow mm-hmm. that everybody's talking about that's why your hundred thousand dollar check is leaving you feeling like what's the purpose of life what's the purpose of money why am i doing this i'm miserable i hate coming into work every single i hate doing this like i don't even believe in the work that i'm doing i don't even feel Mm -hmm. any sort of feel like a cog in the wheel Mm -hmm. yeah right 
it's really interesting that that is a catalyst for people becoming entrepreneurs and that those folks are feeling so much more satisfied mm. at half making half the mm. amount of money but what are they satisfying mm. right they're satisfying something that is inherently yeah. human yeah. that we all deserve to feel. Yeah. I plant this seed, the seed grows from my blood, sweat, and tears, working with Mother Nature, and I get to eat the zucchini yeah. that I make from yeah. that seed, right? That feeling is, it, it's priceless yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. It is absolutely priceless. So what is missing, I think, and the reason for why there are not more entrepreneurs and yeah. why there is a disproportionate amount of people who look a certain way and are from a certain socioeconomic background that enter into the entrepreneurial space is because of the fact that it does take a lot of self-knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that self-knowledge requires time mm -hmm. and yep. time is time. expensive. Yeah. Yep. And I so think, the people yeah. who have the ability to enter into the entrepreneurial marketplace are the same people that get to enter into the artistic yeah. marketplace, right? Where they have the privilege or the savings. What if support. it looks like not making money for you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's also saying like, it's flipping the script, right? Because once you do that, money is a tool for good. Like once you really learn to like, master some of those tools you are flipping the frequency that you're able to live in mm -hmm. you know you're not you're actually able to go from surviving to thriving mm -hmm. and every single time you go in to put into the work it's because you're doing it for yourself yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. right you know with great skill comes great responsibility listen that quote is really relevant here because you know if you want the benefit of being your own boss and I don't mean that. I, I know, I know the hashtag. hashtag yeah, influencer, yeah, yeah, be your own boss. Yeah. I'm the CEO, but even though I'm not. Don't take, have a registered yeah, LLC. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I see you people with your bios. Um, but you know, shade aside, like the once you are willing to take on the responsibility, yeah. that responsibility is very different from waking up in the morning and knowing that you're doing. You're taking on the responsibility of somebody else's life, mm -hmm. somebody else's dream, somebody else's desire. And that's not to say mm -hmm. that there are not companies to work out, out yeah, there 100%. that are good to work for and will treat you right and give you health care. Mm -hmm. And in this country, in some ways, that is the only way that you mm -hmm. get health care. And I will say also, like, not everyone is meant to be, They're a, you know, a, or even from like a freelance perspective, like my sister, for example, like does not like freelancing mm -hmm. like she doesn't like it she doesn't like the unpredictability the effort that it takes like she tried to do that um in yoga mm -hmm. and so she got it you know a job that has like stable money and she still creates like mm -hmm. she still continues to create the but purpose is still she's there being satisfied yeah that aspect of her life is being satisfied outside of work mm -hmm. yeah but i think in an environment where technology is expecting is allowing us to work more and especially mm -hmm. working from home mm. yeah okay the i don't know who needs to hear this but if you are working from home and your employer expects you to work outside of the regular office hours that's called taking advantage of you yeah that is not okay but because work and and home life is being mm. blurred and because technology is allowing more accessibility there are a lot of people who are not in your sister's position mm. where she's working for a restaurant mm -hmm, she's leaving mm -hmm. her work and mm -hmm. then coming into a space where yeah, she can create exactly. and be satisfied yeah. right yeah. 
They're so, not tapping into her outside of her yeah. hours. Yeah. But there are a lot of us who, I mean, I used to work at, at a e-commerce startup and I told myself, oh my God, I'm making a consistent living. I'm going to do my art on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Sis, I did not have yeah, no. the energy after a 12-hour work day yeah. working for somebody else's dream, for somebody else's equity yeah. in a business that I didn't really care about to be like there's no way in hell that I'm ever going to satisfy the creator in me because I'm giving all of my creativity to an institution for a check Mm -hmm. but I can't even use that check on the thing that I want Mm -hmm. to and so it's this Mm catch-22 and so when we say entrepreneurship is a pathway to freedom right it's it that is an implication of freedom if you do not are incapable of getting it in other ways yeah, yeah exactly yeah. there are people who are going to be satisfied working there are good, and there are good employees yeah exactly who do still give you that but freedom. it's the concept that like that is not considered an option that like yeah. i was never told yeah. that like you know it is like you can go be a business mm-hmm. you know but yeah. like there's not it's not a clear path of go be a lawyer mm-hmm. go be a doctor mm-hmm. you know as to how you can do that yeah well a conversation like, I, we started to have like which actually sparked the idea of having this episode was daryl you said like Oh, you were calling out the people who say like I want to be my own boss but do not have the ability to commit to being their own boss like what is that what are they not commit like why doesn't it work for them well you know I think it's um I think that we underestimate how much we have to unlearn yeah. in order to mm. be our own boss and mm. yes. uh, it, it it's because there is not an example outside of us and examples outside of us are the thing that I think yeah. we have used to learn anything yeah. Mm-hmm. right yeah. the way we value ourselves. oh I guess straight hair is on tv so mm-hmm. that's what's pretty so mm-hmm. I don't have straight hair so I'm not pretty right mm-hmm. that externalization mm-hmm. so when we take ownership of being our own boss right and we're like, I love my curly mm. hair. Or I love this part of myself. Like, we're only thinking about it, I think, in sort of a very topical, sort of like self-empowerment yeah. way. Yeah. And so that's great in theory. But when you get down to the nitty gritty of the details of the how of it, you are never taught how to m- make your own roadmap, right? Mm. Like, I, again, plugging my Notion course, shameless <laughs> plug. You guys, if you're a member, you should be taking it. If you're not, you should join for it. Um, that class is literally addressing that very issue, right? The first episode is purely philosophical. All I talk about is how you are born and indoctrinated into Mm -hmm. a system where you are constantly being told what to do. The metaphor I use is like being given a map, a roadmap, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So when you go to school, the teacher is not only your navigation guide, but they are using a map that has been inside the school system for a decade. decades and considering how fast our society is moving that's a problem yeah the the map is most definitely outdated but that's besides the point right you're given a map you're given a a a compass and you're told this is the path that you're going to go on when you're on that path there are little markers so you don't get lost there are confirmations that you're doing well by getting an a okay Mm -hmm. now you can go to the next one i graduated here i can go to the next Mm -hmm. one i can go to the next one Mm -hmm. it's it's a board game that somebody hands you okay but when has anybody i mean i don't i didn't experience this i was had very privileged education you know and i definitely learned skills that i think empowered me to Mm. become an entrepreneur later but fundamentally nobody ever stopped and said okay Daryl well where do you want to go what what, where has anybody been there before okay if nobody's been there before this is how you write a map yeah this is where this is how you actually get from the unknown everything is known they're pointing you in directions of like again it's all about control like we know like you know a very known destination Mm -hmm. 
And so when we use the metaphor, it, it makes it very clear. It's like, obviously, you're not going to use somebody else's map to mm. navigate a place that you've never been mm. before because a map mm. has never been created. Yeah. But that's what freedom is. If you have the confidence and you have the ability to recognize that humans inherently are explorers. We know how we, there, it's somewhere deep inside a knowingness yeah. that can navigate that, but because it's been stifled and muted and mm-hmm. never exercised, it's been atrophied. Yeah. And so then we feel like, why isn't this working? Why isn't this working? Mm. But we're too close to the yeah. issue to even be aware enough that, um, okay, Camilla. <laughs> yeah, totally. Hey girl. I agree. Yeah. Um, this is why people are arguing that, um, young students in school should be writing their why statements like before even having to choose choose whether they want to go to university yeah Mm -hmm. like i think that's really important and then even on the yeah okay you're you know you go into an education system that's teaching you how to be an employee you also if you choose to go to um university like you're entering um you're choosing by markers that also lead you down like the employment route like I remember looking at NYU and then being like we have a success rate of this many students being employed and that was to go to like a creative you know section of the school same thing in the legal the reason why no one told me that like you don't have to be a bard attorney and like that's not like the only way is because the school they're ranking as based upon how you will pass the book. I mean, it's yeah. all so embedded that they yeah. they are li- it's they're not I mean, incentivized the to give you any I other know, way. Obviously, the tools of me- measurement are going to be manipulated yeah. so that we're showing a certain result. I mean, yeah. that's why like statistics actually yeah. isn't even a science. Yeah. On some level, it's just like you know a judgment call. Like it's because tools of measurement that are out there are not necessarily going to be able to capture success rates mm-hmm. based off of entrepreneurship. Yeah. But also, <laughs> we're not going to be able to capture success rates unless everybody has the same definition of success and that fundamentally is another issue that we should be talking about is why your definition of success is supposed to be the same as my definition of success that's preposterous yeah but we're not inside of places where we're asking those questions i mean inside of an institution they're not going to teach you how to question the institution yeah Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so that's why artists in a lot of ways we feel because we are inherently taking on a lens that is an observation and in critique Mm -hmm. it's important for entrepreneurs i think to learn that skill but it's important for all of us right now in the face of this environment and covid and and just the just looking at the economy, just the the fact that we're, uh, you know, close to such an important election, seemingly. Um, (laughs) You know, obviously we're very cynical at this moment. It doesn't mean that we cannot have hope for Mm -hmm. um, people's resiliency. It's Mm -hmm. just that I don't think that people feel that encouraged to go down the entrepreneurial path. Because it's hard. Yes. It's really, but really it's hard. hard because it's not. There aren't enough examples. Exactly. Not, yeah. We, well, that's what simplifying. We're yeah. not giving yeah. accessibility. Yeah. To Which is yeah. again why Daryl's Notion class is so important. Yeah. yeah. And really, our whole school, because that's really, I think, you know, the passion behind why we're even doing this and why we do mm-hmm. what we do is because I am like, want to stand on top of a mountain mm-hmm. and be like, hello. Yeah. Everybody. There's another way. There's yeah. another way. Yeah. And like the the tools, it's not. You just got to do a little bit more digging, but it's not yeah. that you're not that far off mm. we're just really kind of spun in a circle blindfolded and shoved into a room and being like okay now go navigate yeah. the board yeah but it's not just it's not just access to information yeah right um one of our members and close partners enigma crush who's a very talented photographer mm-hmm. but he also he just he's an entrepreneur he's a dad he's like got a really wide range of experiences he used to be an emt 
Um, he's passionate about teaching, not because he has like, you know, a master of fine arts from like Corcoran Institute, right, yeah. in mm-hmm. DC. It's because, uh, and he doesn't, he has expert advice on how to not be an expert in teacher stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because wow, you so know, powerful. information is out there. YouTube exists. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Linda exists. Like, there's so we're in an information age. Yeah. Why aren't we having more people apply the knowledge? It's because we do not stop and do the internal work to say, mm-hmm. who am I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who am I? Mm-hmm. What do I want to create? What am I passionate yeah. about? And is that something that is deserving of being? paid for I mean I we all yeah. believe the answer is yes but I think there are there's a lot of struggle out there because as soon as you have to hold up a mirror to yourself it's it's incredibly uncomfortable mm. yeah mm. being Facts. on the other side of that process is has been I mean it's why we're preaching on the top of a soapbox being yeah. like this is this is the way you yeah. know yeah um we want to be inclusive of course we mm-hmm. understand that not everybody's going to fit into our box that yeah. would be deeply ironic yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> but what we are saying is like the foundation of being human is to create make and contribute yeah and to exactly. see that come mm-hmm. to life outside of yourself right yeah. we have the ability to take an idea and turn it into a reality and i mean i don't know like that that's pretty powerful yeah. shit mm-hmm. but if we do not have self-worth yeah and if we do not know how yeah. to answer the question what why am i here why right? yeah camilla's here to nap and get snuggles um i on the other hand struggled a long time to figure out my why yeah. mm-hmm. and i think the reason for why entrepreneurship is such an empowering process at least for me was because i encountered a roadblock right i encountered a really severe roadblock in upward economic mobility in terms of being able to just not survive but thrive in new york city mm-hmm. as an artist and i took that problem found a solution for myself and when you do that if you keep it to yourself and in, in some ways like you're really preventing you know the possibility of helping somebody else i mean mm. just the fact that i could help one per just one person yeah mm-hmm. um with the resources that i created for myself that that's that that would be enough but the fact mm. that it can happen over and over again now is like is um ah it's like it's a it's the best drug in the world mm. it's it's the most satisfying mm feeling and it's more powerful than than a paycheck in a lot of ways um yeah i mean i think also like the difference between the people who choose to take that path and the people who choose to take you know the not i'm not going to say steady paycheck i'm going to say really big paycheck is also a difference in lifestyle like Mm -hmm. that's okay and that's okay like what brings you happiness like you know sometimes it is just consumerism and that's okay like i want to feel like yeah exactly yeah i want yeah i want to have a home a big home and i want to own like so valid yeah Yeah. i mean it's really it's reductionist for us to say that money doesn't bring a certain level of comfort and a certain level of coverage allows you to take more risk and taking more risk means that you're able to get you know get more benefits like Mm -hmm. there is a there is a connection inside of a capitalist society where money does make a difference that is important Mm -hmm. however i also deplore every single person to think about the people who are wildly financially successful and still end up in deep sadness or deep loss or deep depression or Mm -hmm. just complete and utter devastation like i don't know i mean i don't know if 
many people are a Jim Carrey fan, like he's not for everybody, but that is something that I always, that resonated with me. He's got Mm -hmm. so many interviewers where he's just constantly talking about how he he, wishes, he wishes everybody could get a chance to be super financially successful only to discover that all your problems don't go away. At least the ones in here, like really deep down that are like, who am I? Like that, that there's no amount of money in the world that can answer that question for you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think we're at a time in history where never before have people had the option to potentially really have so many more ways to make money, really explore the Mm -hmm. different pathways Mm -hmm. instead of just literally being like a worker, Mm. you know? Um, Well, especially with everyone getting fired in a global pandemic. (laughs) I wasn't even like a, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, mean, 100% like, what what's your next move yeah and where do you go to even maybe daryl's notion class but where do you go to even like find out what your next move could be but there's also a silver lining okay Mm. like i you know we of course have to understand that there is severe devastation and Mm. there is just um deep loss in this time so we have to respect that pay homage to that and empathize with that however on the other side of it all of us curled up at home Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we're maybe we log into our computer mm-hmm. at eight thirty so that our boss can see that we're on the clock, but we're also <laughs> doing our nails at the same time, or we don't put pants on. Wait, you we, know there are employers who actually keep their cameras on their employees the whole day so they can watch that you're working. See, that's a master servant no, relationship. No, a friend that of mine, just that's, that's not going to be for yeah. me. Um, to each their own, but you know, with this downtime, I think all of us are sort of there's a lot more questioning mm-hmm. of the system that is, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're no longer in the grind. Mm-hmm. Get up, do, do do this, do that, get on the subway, get there, sit down, finish, go yeah. home, repeat, and you don't have any moment to pause and go, is this what I want? Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. Well, I think that's also like why so many people in New York especially, I'm sure other places, but this is where we're experiencing it. People in New York you know, say, I'm, I'm going to quit this. I'm going to quit this. Like, I'm going to quit it. But time moves so Fast. quickly that you just never have the time to pause. You know, every time we say, like, pause and ask yourself, like, who are you? Like, some of us don't have a second in the week yeah. to do that. You know, it's really, really hard to do that in New York, which, yeah. again, comes back to why a lot of people say, and we do agree, like, there's a silver lining mm-hmm. to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the slowing down of things. Yeah. The slowing down and having to f- look at Which yourself at in the mirror. Which at first was terrifying. Oh, absolutely. I mean, those first three days of us being like, wait, we can't go, we can't go to the studio. I mean, that was yeah. chaos. No, and I don't want to, I don't want to be, I don't want to like be at a pedestal, like yeah. teaching, like we're no. some grand example of like self-actualization. Yeah. No, we also experienced that. We experienced the it. The irony yeah. is that we're here to talk about the entrepreneurial like pathway to freedom and we are taking that on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we also are a small business that was in the grind responding. Yeah. Like reacting. how do we adapt? So many things we wanted to do and we were like, well, next year, let's just push that to next year. Let's push it to next year because we can't, and we can't do that right now. And all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, you know our physical studios disappeared from underneath our feet I mean Mm -hmm. they didn't disappear like we still have them obviously but you know they couldn't be open and we had to ask ourselves the question of like has our lifestyle been bringing us happiness yeah you know is this structure actually scale yeah uh, is this going in the direction that we want to go yeah because yeah. are we happy? I don't want to be a studio manager yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah. But you know, I'm I saying th- that out loud. I think that that is something that is very revealing about all of this. Is that were we really moving so fast because we had to, 
or were we creating an illusion or was the situation creating mm-hmm. illusion where we weren't actively choosing to continue that every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You know, I think the there is an illusion of no choice in these situations. Yeah. But, you know, there are two choices. One's just shittier than the other. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so we don't see the shittier option or the one that feels d- more difficult mm-hmm. as an option, right? If we're in the middle of running our two businesses, we have, we're trying to scale, we're, we're trying to bring more clientele, we're trying to expand our membership model. Of course, halting everything, you know, closing the doors on both of the locations for a week and just focusing on actually figuring out the next five years or figuring out the next, like, you know, two years. Yeah. We... It was always a choice, mm-hmm. but there is an illusion that it wasn't. Yeah. And so that is really where slowing down and recognizing that you always, I think in COVID, we've always had that option. Mm-hmm. It was on our to-do list. It was just at the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, certainly privilege and the fact that like we are, you know, still a growing business. There are months where we like don't know where our next paycheck is coming from mm-hmm. still. You know, mm-hmm. even if we're in a business, we still resonate with the entrepreneurial mm-hmm. freelancer experience of oh, you know, being 100% I mean, responsible of your revenue, yeah. 100% responsible for anything that you have to put on your table. Like it's not a guaranteed paycheck. Like we own our own company, yeah. but I'm the one signing the checks to myself, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the look. same exact experience as the freelancer. Yeah. If we don't do our job to, you know, keep everything afloat, mm-hmm. you know, there's this, and, and there's this scarcity thing that I mm-hmm. think we've also been indoctrinated into, into. It's like, okay, well, we have to say yes to this money because like we don't know where the next paycheck, paycheck is coming from. Mm-hmm. And we have to have faith that saying no to that paycheck that's not good for us or mm-hmm. that's, pre- that's going to prevent us from slowing down and actually putting in the work to really review where we're going and the trajectory yeah. we're going mm-hmm. in is, is, is something that we should continue, I hope, even after COVID and after the pandemic, we need to remember that that choice is always there, mm-hmm. that we don't need to be rushing, that in, in order for us to truly take advantage of the freedom that entrepreneurship provides, it requires us to remember that it's always there, yeah. right? We're going to default, I think, to those norms of being like, well, I have to get that assignment in, and then I have to do this and then I have to do that and then I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, everything isn't actually all crashing down in that moment, but because we're just being bombarded with information externally about how there's a rush or that, you know, if we don't do this, we're not going to get as many followers Mm -hmm. or we're not going to, and you know, so at this point when we're talking about labor and we're talking about work, we wanted to have it inside of the context of COVID because if we've had these conversations before, it's very hard to hear that advice because you're a freelancer, you know, rent is due in a couple of weeks always, you know, you are uh, grinding it out to try and survive in a city that's very expensive. Um, And so we would have conversations with our members often that would be like, okay, well, you know, if you just take the time to stop and invest in yourself, you should have faith that you're actually going to get the benefit of being in your own boss. But it fell on deaf ears because when you're in survival mode, yeah, when yeah, you're in fight yeah. or flight, your your brain is actually neurologically yeah. cutting off the other yeah. places that allow you to sort 100%. of problem solve yeah. in a more creative way. Yeah. Um, so this is why the the economics of access to space and access to resources at an affordable rate really is, I think, the ground level issue Mm -hmm. that means that entrepreneurship is not accessible to everybody. Access to also, I mean, people, like 
people who are going through the exact same thing as you. I think that's the like, scariest hey, I tried part this. about yeah, yeah, going freelance is like you feel completely alone. Yeah, like, is yeah. this how this goes? Like, uh, yeah. do I write it like this? Is this there like- isn't like a manual yeah. on how you should be pricing yourself per everything that you can do freelance. I mean, yeah. that's you can literally create your own job. It might not exist yet, yeah. and you have to decide how you're going to price that. Yeah, we have to wrap up. Oh my gosh, already? It's been, been like, like 45, 45 minutes. Wow, okay. So clearly we <laughs> could talk forever. Literally. Um. So. This was fun. This was fun. Yeah, I, I mean. I like these like whim situational podcast. I, mean, I guess that is the f- podcast format, right? Just like start on the topic, see where it goes. It's like a cat. Um, Bring a cat. Li- look at this. It's fantastic. Living Hello. her best life. So, um, yeah, I mean, for those of you who um, are listening to our podcast the first time, um, definitely go check out some of the other interviews that we have. Um, uh, the topic of conversation in terms of like freelancing and entrepreneurship is something we were always going to discuss. But we want to hear from you guys. Like, yeah, we, what what questions do you have? What other issues do you want us to explore? Like, we have got a plethora of knowledge here in Miss Elena Franco. We also host our uh, podcast episodes on Spotify. Yeah. So what I recommend that you do is go to YouTube, Google, uh, search in the search bar, holy rad underscore studio. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll probably circle back on this conversation about what is work, what is labor. Oh, this is um, an ongoing, this it's is like our favorite topic. Yeah. Like, and um, one of my favorite topics. Just plugging the holy rad studio membership again. Cat butt. Um, <laughs> that Elena Franco is going to be doing a business 101 course yeah. that talks about the different types of businesses, the different types of entities, because I think that's also the other thing that yeah. comes with um, the idea of like starting your own business or being an entrepreneur is that you've got to have all these like official documents. Well, you just got to understand, understand like what your employer was doing is what you then have to that's learn it. to navigate. And that's really just, again, it's yeah. another kind of, it takes a minute to learn it, but once you do, yeah. And we're going to help you to get through all of the legalese and help all the jargon. Help you throughout the whole process. Get through the bureaucratic process. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's ultimately all we're sharing on this podcast is like, this is what we created. This is how we created it. If you want to do something similar, we can tell you how. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you guys for supporting, listening. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Make sure to come back to us this time next week for another podcast episode. And go ahead and go through our archive. If you're interested in becoming a Holy Rad member, you can always just visit our website at holyradstudio.com. Follow us on Instagram at holyrad underscore studio. You have and got that down. I've got that down, you guys. I'm becoming like a podcast yes. host. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening to us ramble and we will see you next week. Yeah.